Now that the top 25 free agents are off the board, let's look at the winners and losers of free agency. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked and MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And the top 25 free agents, for the most part, are now off the board. Things will quiet down for a couple days as we enter the holidays. Uh, guys are, you know, with their families versus in the office trying to make trades and trying to do acquisitions. And so it's a good time to kind of stop and take stock of the teams that are winning free agency, the teams that are losing free agency, and then the teams that the jury's still kind of out on. And when you talk about winners of free agency, you have to start with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, General Manager Dave Dombrowski has gone out and done a lot of work to make this team better. And I'd argue they've improved more than any other team in the National League. So you go out, Biggest addition, 11 years, $300 million for shortstop Trey Turner. Uh, started off with the Nationals, obviously a member of the Dodgers for the last year and a half. And what bringing Trey Turner does to this lineup is he helps, one, the team speed. He gives you an a incredibly fast player to, put, to get on base and then let the guys behind him drive him in. Kyle Schwarber's been the leadoff hitter. It feels like you want Trey Turner on in front of Kyle Schwarber. So the Schwerber's home runs are not solo shots, but two runs. We'll see what happens there. But helps on base percentage. uh, Gives them a little bit of lift on power from the shortstop position. And then I think something here that's kind of underrated is for as much as they've doubled and tripled down on ball go boom and just offense at all costs, this move does help the defense. Bryson Stott had defensive questions at shortstop last year. And so bringing in Trey Turner allows you to move Bryson Stott to second base. And so this does improve your defense up the middle. Uh, It improves your offense from the shortstop position. And in some ways, depending on what Bryson Stott does from the second base position as well. And so definitely a a, a good move to improve this team. They also uh, brought in Taiwan Walker on a four-year $72 million deal. And so two things here, the first one is a middle of your rotation guy on a long-term deal, but you also got him not only from another contender, but from a division rival in the Mets. And so you improve your rotation, the, the length of your rotation, the depth of your rotation by giving you a guy in the middle there after the big two of Nolan Wheeler, and you make one of your direct opponents in your division weaker by taking him. So that was a good move. And then lefty Matt Strom uh, signed to a two-year $15 million deal to be the second lefty in the bullpen. You've got Jose Alvarado already. And so other than, you know, veteran relievers, it kind of feels like the Phillies are done. You're going to have a little bit of growing pains as you wait for Harper to come back. But you've got all of the makings of a very another very good offensive team. You reloaded uh, by adding Trey Turner and have to be a winner of free agency at this point in time. Another winner of free agency, San Francisco Giants. 
Look at what the San Francisco Giants did, okay? So you retained Jock Peterson on the qualifying offer. You brought in Mitch Hanniger for your outfield. You landed Carlos Correa, you know, probably the second best everyday player, if not the best every, you know, second best everyday player in free agency behind Aaron Judge. Uh, and then you brought in two starting pitchers, both on Sean Manea and Ross Stripling. And so you've taken steps to get better in a year with which the Los Angeles Dodgers have taken a step back. Uh, and so now two years removed from winning over 100 games, you are in a position to contend again for the division. The only thing is, it's not going to be against the Dodgers, it's going to be against the Padres because they are the other winners of free agency signing uh, Xander Bogarts, 11 years, $280 million. Overpaying years and dollars, yes. We know they were the highest bidder for Trey Turner, didn't get him. They pushed for Aaron Judge and didn't get him. But Xander Bogarts is a complete player, offense and defense, brings in leadership, brings in, you know, continues that winning culture, and now gives you the ability to, you know, make a more dynamic lineup now. You have the same lineup has Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Xander Bogarts in it now. Lots of different things you can do. Hexon Kim may move to second base to accommodate Xander at short. Juan, uh, not Juan Soto. Uh, Fernando Tatis now in the outfield. And so you're looking at a left to right of something like a Soto, Grisham, Tatis, or putting Tatis in center. So he makes your outfield defense better as well because you can move Juan Soto to a less premium position out there. And then you retain some pitchers, Robert Suarez, Nick Martinez, if Josh Hader leaves in free agency in 2024, Suarez is probably going to be your closer, but now you've got a very good setup man who could easily step into that closer role if something were to happen during the season to Josh Hader. So lots of depth, and it's now feels like Padres and Giants are one and two in the West as far as figuring out who, uh, who should be the favorite. Another team that I'm higher on what they've done than a lot of other people are is the St. Louis Cardinals. I think the St. Louis Cardinals have done a good job. Haven't made a ton of signings. They went out and got Wilson Contreras, five years, $87, $88 million, somewhere around there. But they were able to save the prospects that they were looking like they were going to have to use in a trade for Sean Murphy or a trade for Danny Jansen. They get an impact offensive catcher. It's a step back on defense from Yadier Molina. I think just about anybody on the market was going to be a step back in defense from what you're used to with Yadier Molina. But the offense is much better. And you kept all those prospects. So you still have uh, no longer a prospect, but you still have a Nolan Gorman, a Juan Yepes, uh, you know, power hitters. You still have a place to put um, to put a Jordan Walker in the outfield. I think you're probably not done with moves if you're the St. Louis Cardinals. On the trade market, going out and getting, uh, you can probably go out and find a middle rotation pitcher uh, with the cost of a of an outfielder. I could see something where the Marlins and the Cardinals hook up for a Pablo Lopez and Dylan Carlson trade. But uh, you you answered the big question, the two big questions in your lineup was an, was another power source and another catcher. You answered a lot of those questions and saved all of your prospects, which we didn't think you were going to be able to do. In just a minute, there's a couple losers from free agency and probably a couple teams that you're expecting and one that I'm pretty sure you're not. But first, 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there. Uh, Pro football, push to the playoffs. We see the Eagles have a situation where they may not have their starting quarterback as they play Dallas this week. Uh, They are on track to win the division, so it may be a slow play there. But lots of scenarios where lots of backup quarterbacks are having to take legitimate time because starters or even the backups are hurt. Look at Arizona. They've lost Kyler Murray and then lost Colt McCoy on on Saturday to a head injury. So a lot of intrigue there. College bowl season, hot and heavy right now. Bowl games almost every single day. Uh, And while we're doing that, early signing day is on Wednesday. And so teams are playing bowl games, but also trying to recruit. You have guys who might be entering the portal after their bowl game's over. So just lots going on in college College right now, it feels like if you can get futures odds for next year and you have a good idea of where guys are going to go, you might be able to get some decent prices on some some futures for next year. Uh, basketball, college and pro both going on right now. And uh, World Cup just wrapped up. That was tons of fun, but it was a good way to follow that on Bet Online. They've got everything at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, so... There's some obvious losers in free agency, and then there's some teams that you we haven't talked about them being losers, but if you think about it, they didn't do great. Um, one of the losers, obvious loser here, the Boston Red Sox. So uh, look at what has happened since, since Chime Bloom became general manager of the Boston Red Sox. He inherited Mookie Betts. And he got moved. One of the main prospects in the return, along with Alex Verdugo, was Jeter Downs. They just DFA'd Jeter Downs. So that trade looks like it was kind of a bust. Uh, He wasn't able to re-sign Xander Bogarts. And so Xander is now gone. He went to the Padres. We mentioned that last segment. Um, And he has not yet re-signed the other amazing player, Rafael Devers. And he is entering the final year of his contract. But it's also just been a bizarre place to spend your money. So they came in like $60 million under the first tax threshold. And it was, it's been kind of obvious they wanted to get below the threshold, right? Like that's why they didn't do these re-signings earlier for Xander or Rafi. That's why they didn't re-sign Mookie. They traded Mookie. They wanted to get under the tax deadline. But just some weird decisions. So Matsuyaka Yoshida, the Japanese outfielder, signs for five years and $90 million. And he's a player that's seen as kind of being, he's going to be a left fielder for the Red Sox, but he's seen as like below average defensively uh, and isn't isn't very fast and doesn't have a lot of appreciable power. So you paid five years and $90 million on a player that how without knowing how he's going to fare against major league pitching, gets MLB pitching, uh, and he's got a grand total of one tool. He doesn't have anything else. So it just seems like it's an odd fit. It's an odd mix of places to spend your money if you're not going to re-sign Xander and you haven't re-signed Rafi, but you spent $90 million there. There's some other really interesting choices that they made. They replaced J.D. Martinez with Justin Turner, who's there on a two-year, $22 million deal with a player option in year two. It just seems like it's you're replacing a guy with the exact same but older version of the guy. I don't necessarily see a lot, a ton of difference between J.D. Martinez and Justin Turner. 
And the Dodgers saw J.D. Martinez as an upgrade because they had Turner. He's been a part of their team for years and they let him walk and signed J.D. Martinez to replace him. Uh, and then you filled the closer role by signing Kenley Jansen to a two-year, $32 million deal, which the Braves had him on a one-year deal last year. I'm not sure if you had to give him that second year. And then there's absolutely some things to be concerned about when you look at the profile of a Kenley Jansen. Uh, that cutter that he throws... Uh, was down from 95 historically to about 92.2 last year at age 35. Combined with, he's one of the slow, like as far as pitch tempo is concerned, he's one of the slowest pitchers in the game. And now you've added a pitch clock. MLB has added a pitch clock for this upcoming season. And so can he speed up his delivery and still be effective? And in this, some cases, it's like 8 or 10 seconds faster than... He currently, like in his current pace, he's going to have to significantly retool what he does to not run afoul of the risk of the pitch clock. It just seems like it's an odd fit as far as this is where you prioritize spending your money is Justin Turner and Matsuyaki Yoshida and Kenley Jansen. You signed some other relievers, Chris Martin and Julie Rodriguez, but it just seems like these were odd places to spend your money when you could have tried to keep Xander Bogarts. And you lose the clubhouse leader, you lose the veteran, uh, and don't really, in essence, don't really replace Xander Bogarts. You've got Trevor Story, you may move Story to second, which is kind of to be expected, but at the same time, it's like it's not that great. Another team that is, I guess, technically a loser, even though you can see the plan and you know for a fact what they're doing the so Los Angeles Dodgers. They've won the National League West not in the past 10 years. They've been favored to win the West all 10 years. They'll probably end up winning the West again next year. But if you look at like what they did, they lost Trey Turner. They let Justin Turner walk. They uh, didn't tender a contract to Cody Bellinger. He's now a Cub. Uh, Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney left the rotation. The only real replacements that they brought in for any of these guys is, again, DH, J.D. Martinez, uh, they brought in Noah Syndergaard, who is not, I've been told you can't call him Thor. He's not Thor. He's just Noah Syndergaard. He hasn't looked like he looked earlier in his career. Uh, obviously, if anybody's going to fix him, it's going to be the Dodgers. But uh, haven't necessarily fixed him. And they didn't sign any noteworthy free agents, even though you had tons of everyday outfielders, elite shortstops in there, didn't sign a closer. Uh, you did go out and you brought in Jason Hayward as a non-roster invitee. But it's very apparent the plan here is to reset the tax obligation and give playing time to some of the young players. Moving Gavin Lux now to shortstop. And so second base it pro is probably going to be Max Muncy. I was hoping it'd be Michael Bush. But once you sign J.D. Martinez, it makes it a little tough to figure out where can we play like Max Muncy profiled as a DH, and so does JT Martinez. And so I guess you play Muncy at second and Martinez at DH. But Miguel Vargas is probably going to be the starter at third base. Uh, you're probably going to have room for Ryan Pippo and Bobby Miller in the rotation to come up and get meaningful innings. Uh, I'm hopeful that Andy Pages will have a chance to come up and play some outfield. Obviously, he's not going to play right. That's where you have Mookie, but maybe you can put him in left field. Let that big arm of his kind of eat and you know, catch guys, try to stretch stuff into doubles and things like that. But 
another it's a team that was quiet in free agency and took a step back from the very lofty expectations that they've earned over the last decade of, of dominance in the National League West. And then a team that we're not talking about as being a loser in free agency, but one that I think we should be, is the Baltimore Orioles. So payroll last year was about $44 million. They're bringing up a couple... Uh, they're they're bringing up young players, right? You're going to have a full year now of Gunnar Henderson. You're going to have a full year of Adley Rutschman. Uh, you still have options for for in the outfield. You can bring up a Colton Kowser, maybe a Heston Kierstad. But in the meantime, your two big uh, expenditures, and by big, I mean really your only expenditures, was you spent $10 million for one year of right-hand pitcher Kyle Gibson, which... You're already going to bring up Grayson Rodriguez, so that's two additions to your pitching staff. And then you spent one year at $8 million on Adam Frazier, who can play corner outfield, and you may use him there if you want to give Hayes and Santander days off, but also play second base. And so now you've got an interesting four-man rotation for three spots in the middle infield uh, between Jorge Mateo and Gunnar Henderson. And there's been teams that have already called the Orioles about trading for Jorge Mateo, uh, getting him. Once once Dansby Swanson signed, we saw the calls pick up to Baltimore trying to pry him loose. But it's just something where uh, they were in on some of the, uh, the, free, the, the free agent starting pitchers, didn't really get anybody of note, uh, still trying to find a corner outfielder, because again, I don't think Adam Frazier's the, a plan for every day in the outfield, so still trying to get a corner outfielder, still working on a backup catcher to come in, preferably a veteran behind Adley Rutschman. And then in 2024, the committed money on the books for the Baltimore Orioles on long-term contracts is $5.667 million. And every single penny of it is deferred money owed to Chris Davis. There's no actual guys that are on more than one-year deals unless you count guys who are within six years and still on their team control, their minimum salaries and arbitration. And so, just seems very odd that Baltimore talked so much about being aggressive in the market, bringing in multiple pieces to make the team better, and to date, you've added two players, and you've increased your payroll from $44 million to $62 million, which I believe is still less than the Mets will, play, will pay solely in luxury tax penalties. So... Just seems like you were in position, especially with the Yankees spending so much money to, in essence, stay still because they just re-signed Darren Judge. The Red Sox not doing much of anything. It seems like this was the window to push for a playoff spot in 23, and the Orioles so far are not yet trying to seize that spot. In just a minute, we're going to get to the teams where the jury's still kind of out as far as where... Like, are they winners? Are they losers? We don't quite know. But first, today's episode is brought to you by the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every single state, even in states where marijuana is legal. And that means driving high can get you a DUI. If you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? 
Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is still driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Okay, so a couple teams in free agency that you can't call them winners, but you can't necessarily call them losers. You're kind of in limbo waiting to see what they do. Um, the Houston Astros. It's A lot of people are going to say they're winners because they kept the core of the team together. Uh, kind of look at what the Astros needed to do. Uh, they, they had questions at catcher, questions at left field, questions at first base. They re-signed Michael Brantley, who they didn't get a ton of time out of him last year before injury. The defense isn't quite where it was. The offense isn't quite where it was, but they brought him back. They replaced Yuli Gurriel at first base with Jose Abreu. Uh, three years, $58.5 million. Probably a year and $15 million more than they had to do. Uh, but I do love the leadership abilities that he'll bring that team. Uh, they signed, they they overpaid for Rafael Montero in three years, thirty four and a half million dollars. But again, bringing back somebody, keeping out the keeping the bullpen group intact. So it was a lot of either replacing guys that you lost, like a Yuli Gurriel, or replacing guys that could have left like a Montero and then obviously you lost Justin Verlander so I think but I think you have enough pitching to overcome that as crazy as that sounds and you still haven't really answered the question of power from left field because you got Mike you brought Michael Brantley back for it and figuring out that catching situation we've talked about this before I think they're going to try to stay internal and try to work the young kids in the Corey Lee uh, you know, uh, it worked the prospects in at catcher, but you had opportunities to go out and make a deal. And reportedly, they've checked in on Dalton Varsho with the Diamondbacks, but the price is very high for Dalton Varsho. So, jury's still out. Can't call them winners. Can't call them losers. It's probably a C. C's get degrees. So, there's no reason that we're not saying the Astros did bad. We're just saying they're not a clear winner of free agency. But talking about losing Justin Verlander, the New York Mets are another team where it's very hard to call them an outright winner of free agency because kind of it's kind of the same situation, right? They spent a bunch of money, but they ended up almost kind of treading water. So they bring back Edwin Diaz before free agency starts on a big deal. Five years, $102 million. He deserved, they say he deserved every penny. Perfectly fine. You want to do that? Let's do that. That's fine. Brought it, lost Justin uh, Jacob DeGrom. Replaced him with Justin Verlander. Two years, $86.66 million. Lost Taiwan Walker. Brought in Jose Quintana. Two years, $26 million. David Robertson in the bullpen. One year, $10 million. And then Brandon Nimmo was a free agent. Eight years, $162 million to bring him back. And, And so, yes, you spent a lot of money. But... You didn't necessarily, there's not many places where you can look at the roster and you can say, we absolutely improved at that position. Brandon Nimmo, you're paying more money for the same player. Uh, Justin Verlander over Jacob deGrom, the money's a little bit higher for Verlander, but I think you'll probably get a little bit of a higher return immediately on Verlander than you did on deGrom, given the 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 injury questions. Um 
Quintana over Taiwan Walker. That was a situation where if you look at Quintana's back half of the year, it was actually pretty good once he got traded to St. Louis. 12 starts, 201 ERA. Uh, you know, left Pittsburgh and did pretty well. But you didn't noticeably improve the team in multiple positions. You have options for prospects. Obviously, Brett Beatty's going to come up and play third base. You're going to be able to, if you, if you need uh, power in a corner, DH spot, um, or for catcher, whether it's um, Francisco Alvarez, uh, Mark Vientos, you've got guys you can call up for DH spots or catcher for, for Alvarez if you move some of the guys you have now. And I fully expect them to try to package James McCann in a deal maybe for more, more bullpen help. Uh, wouldn't hurt. I wouldn't mind seeing the Mets get another starting pitcher. But it's a scenario where you spend a lot of money, but you didn't appreciably get better. It's like in the NFL when a team has a quarterback on a rookie contract and they and they compete and they push in the playoffs, and then that quarterback is eligible for free agency, and they bring him back, and you're now spending a lot more money for around the same level of production. Uh, thankfully, in baseball, unlike in football, uh, Stephen Cohen can just keep spending money. There's nothing to stop him from spending money. There's things to discourage him, like the luxury tax, but there's nothing to stop him from continuing to pay money. So he can just spend more money to improve the team. But it does feel like you spent a lot of money and didn't get appreciably better. You just maintained, and maybe maintaining's not bad. That team won over 100 games last year. A team, same division, that didn't necessarily get significantly better uh, is the Atlanta Braves. You look at what the Atlanta Braves did. They made a lot of trades. They moved. They sent out Jake Odorizzi and cash to the Rangers to bring back Kobe Allard. They brought in um, outfielder Sam Hilliard from the Rockies. They traded for Sean Murphy, traded away Will, uh, William Contreras, Manny Pena, and some prospects for that. So they got incrementally better at shortstop. They got um, depth in their bullpen and their bench. You know, Nick Anderson's in. They're going to see if he can... if he can recover from elbow and foot injuries. Uh, they went and they got Joe Jimenez in a trade from Detroit. But they also lost Dansby Swanson at shortstop. It's the second year where they've lost one of their veteran infielders who was a clubhouse leader. And first Freddie Freeman and now Dansby Swanson. And they so far have not replaced him. It looks like they're going to go with some combination of internal option Von Grissom, who was the number one prospect last year. Uh, and, you know after Michael Harris was called up, uh, and maybe a veteran option on a, a, a one-year deal as like insurance or you know backup. But another team that they haven't won, but they haven't lost. It's Again, it's probably, I'd give the Mets a B-, I'd give the Braves a C, but again, C's get degrees. You know what you call the person who came in last in his class in medical school? You call him doctor. So that's kind of what the, Bra- the Braves are passing, but they haven't appreciably improved the roster at this point in time. Great couple days coming up before we get to the holiday. If remember, if you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. You can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com or drop your questions into Locked on MLB Prospects Discord. The link is in the episode description on audio and in the show notes on YouTube. But uh, full of baseball fans just, just talking about baseball, hot stove, free agency, trade proposals, minors, prospects, Fantasy baseball, trading cards, all of that. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the week. And until next time, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects.